Hi, I'm James. And I'm Drew. And welcome to Graphic Support Group, a mindful podcast for the design industry and the self, where empathy and the creative cloud meet. Join us as we delve into the mind and soul of graphic design, from PSDs to PTSD. This is Graphic Support Group. Hey guys, so it's James here, and I'm here with Drew. Hello. Hi, Drew. <laughs> um, so we just wanted to say hello and like uh, tell everyone we really appreciate their support, and uh, also announce that we'll be wrapping up the season. Uh, we're gonna take a small break, and we got a lot of exciting things in store for season two, uh, continuing along with our like spiritual, mental psychological emotional sides of graphic design practice um but yeah i mean drew what has been some highlights for you this season Ooh, i think i think like just trying to figure out what we're doing has been interesting because i feel like every conversation we have a good a new chance to like kind of reevaluate the structure and like who and why we're talking to certain people um, totally totally and i think yeah i think we're both like trying to figure out the balance of how much to discuss like specific work versus how much to actually just talk about like emotions and feelings totally totally and i think, I think we're getting better at it too yeah i mean i think as as you, we would love to hear feedback on that actually because yeah we uh we would love to get some support uh on the hotline we've been you know, putting that in every episode, but uh, again, it's open to everybody. Uh, we're here to like listen to you, and uh, if we uh, you know, end up using some snippets, we'll definitely uh, protect your voice. So don't be shy. Yeah, we are. We are planning on an anonymous sort of drop shifted news segment uh storytelling on the hotline uh the number is 202-507-9158 you can share anecdotes horror stories like anything you want traumas uh just positive you could even have your own meditation you want to share oh yeah that'd be Um, great and we'll keep it totally uh you can um you know you don't have to tell tell us who your real name is or anything like that so we won't even know um, and, and that hopefully will kind of make it even more fun and more engaging for the audience to sort of like share their own. So uh, we had a astounding 11 guests this season. Um, we love talking to them. We shared a little bit about our own journey. Um, we just wanted to, again, say thank you. Um, also, we don't do this, but we're probably going to start annoying you more. But uh, subscribe and like on iTunes. Uh, I think... Uh, Spotify doesn't have that feature yet, but um, we have a lot of great listeners on Spotify, so thank you. Um, and then also, we wanted to make a small announcement that um, we're going to take a break for a few months preparing season two, which we have. Uh, we already have a couple guests lined up, where we're super excited about. Uh, but also, I think between seasons, we'll have a little catch-up session. 
maybe a little bit behind the scenes about uh, what motivates us to do graphic support group. Um, but yeah, what else is going on for you, Drew? Like, how are you feeling? I feel good. I'm very relieved. I feel like a lot of things are uh, kind of taking a break for summer, which is both uh, exciting, but also a different context yeah, a vaccine summer, so uh, that's exciting. Yeah, and also, yeah. you know, with COVID ending, it's a whole other world. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen next time? Totally. Next I'm, time trying to, I'm trying to get vaccinated. It's, it's kind of tough over here. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, there's, like, a whole queuing system that, like, you have to watch out for, like, you can, like, register with, like, five different clinics here, but, like, there's just a shortage of vaccines, so, like, you have to wait every day to see if, like, people cancel wow yeah i was thinking about doing a vaccine run to the states but uh i'm trying to buy a house so gotta save some money wow those are big uh big decisions big goals big goals <laughs> um i know we're like jumping around a lot but what were some highlights for you from this season uh i will say i think actually more than a highlight was one of the big like shifts for me was um when we were preparing for an episode, I think you mentioned that we should try and make this our own therapy session. So I've been trying to take that approach and like kind of work out some of my own issues uh, with graphic design practice, particularly in uh, in, um, <coughs> in 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 teaching and academia. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited too. The semester has ended. Uh, my students did pretty well. And also, normally I have to grade on a scale, but uh, I think the administration felt bad for the students, so like now we can just give them whatever grades we want. So that makes my life easier. Yeah, that's always uh, that A or A minus thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I one. yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like the whole world is kind of going through a huge transition right now with all the yeah. summer coinciding with this like COVID kind of yeah uh transition well i know it's different in different places so we're lucky yeah. here but, uh, it'll be interesting too to see what lasts and like what kind of changes like i think that we're probably going to have the option to teach online some parts of the semester too and i yeah. know students prefer not prefer it but like they enjoy parts of it so yeah i mean i'm i'm starting a new job too which is like you know, they're saying we're going to be in the office three days a week, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure how flexible that'll be. And like, yeah. if, you know, I was, we still haven't been able to go to Turkey for, to visit uh, my wife's family and stuff. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I wanted to go. Uh, she's waiting on her visa. So it's like, if yeah. we go in the, in the fall, can I still, like, work remotely? Like, right, 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 right. I don't know. Because right. they're just starting to go back to the office. So, yeah. you know, there's these kind of questions people have. Uh, yeah. Like, are we still going to be able to do this, like, thing we've been doing for, like, over a year? Right, but right. Because we decided it's, like, over now. We're not doing right. it that way. Right, right, right. Uh, so I think everyone's kind of trying to figure that out. But I also think that there will be more, kind of... I think people are much more aware of how work affects their lives yeah. and how to kind of, like, compartmentalize or sort of, like, treat work as part of your life and not like uh kind of like like not treated as uh this thing that is like impenetrable 
but more as like something you can kind of like fold into your life a bit more. Yeah, and also like I also have this fear that people are going to get too excited about going back, <laughs> and they're going to just be like, "We can do this," you know? Like it's like when you like haven't worked out for like a year, and then you're like go to the gym and just like die. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also want also like uh, kind of like uh, what's it called? Like you know, want to give credit to everyone for sticking through COVID and just like surviving. Uh, hope everyone's been mindful of their mental health. Um, I know yeah. that's something that I've been having to watch out for recently, <clears throat> especially because like we have these weird restrictions here where like we can't meet in groups more than four, and like bars and stuff close at ten. So there's been some interesting repercussions from that for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean. Again, I think we just wanted to catch up with everybody, let everyone know that like we're not disappearing. We're just taking a break to prepare a better season two. Um, and yeah, oh, wow. we, we totally, totally appreciate all the support we've gotten so far. Yeah, and thanks to like everybody who showed any interest or sent messages saying yeah. that they're enjoying it or oh, any guests that came right. on, obviously. Like, Thank you for all our guests. Um, Becca, LaFell, Corin. Um, Chem Eskenazi, Sombat, um, Michelle Phillips, Carissa Senavitas from uh, Will Work for Good, uh, Nicole Janelli. Uh, we got Eric Carter coming up right after a little talk here. We got uh, Nikki Juen. Thank you, everybody. Did I, did I forget anybody? I think that was it. Um, Nicole Janelli. Oh, and Elena Schlenker. Oh, Alana Schlenker. Alana, Alana. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, that was a fun one. Yeah, that was actually yeah. very... Uh, I think we have great retirement careers now set up for uh, gravestone <laughs> uh, designing. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of... I think there's a lot of potential for this podcast to start a bunch of new careers for sure. Oh, also Igor, did you mention? And Renald. Oh, yeah, Igor and Renald. Those were another another two great ones. Um, yeah, if you haven't li- had a chance to listen to them, I feel like each one is very unique and yeah, kind of totally. Like, so listen back to the back catalog while we're on hiatus a little bit. Yeah, um, but yeah, we got really we were really got like getting psyched up for season two. So um, thanks again for listening. Um, we'll have a mid mid like between season check in and. Um, Anything else you want to say, Drew? There may be some t-shirts coming. Oh, yeah. We got some merch. And they are uh, they're gonna pretty, be tight. Nice. pretty nice. Yeah, they're going to be awesome. So, yeah, once again, our hotline, always yes. available, 202-507-9158. Goes yeah. directly to a nice Google, uh, I don't know, Google Voice. Records it. I'm just going to... We're gonna drop ship the hell out of it. Drop. We're gonna chop it, chop and screw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it'll be really fun to hear from people, especially, you know. And if you don't want it to be shared on the show, you can just tell us in the message too. Yeah, like, for sure. We do yeah. want to hear from people because this is a lot about what this podcast is about. Is like us sharing our experiences with one another, and like we really want the community involved, whether that's through comments on the instagram posts whether that's through sharing like we do really appreciate any sort of uh 
communication and like community building that could occur. Totally. Um, so please let us know like anything yeah. you uh, have in mind. And a lot of people have reached out uh, recommending guests and we definitely are considering all of those yeah. uh, recommendations too. Like, so just know that we're like, you know, we're, we're, we're figuring this out as we go too. And I think it's been really helpful for us in general to like, Oh, even for our relationship, because we didn't really talk as much. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, we've been like super tight now. Uh, again, I want to thank all of our guests, and I also want to big uh, send a big shout out to our friend Elizabeth Leeper for she's the voice behind our great meditations that Drew has been writing. Um, so yeah, if you guys also have any ideas for meditations, even if it's not a full script, just like things you think about, things you want to keep mindful, um, send them our way. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Elizabeth yeah. has kind of been like the voice of the show. Yeah, um, for sure. Scenes, and she, I think she's really added so much to like what we're doing. And I totally. really appreciate everything she's yeah. done. And Elizabeth, we uh, we value immensely your, value your work you. on this. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks. And guys, we have Eric Carter coming up. So stay tuned. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. brings you in today eric uh how are you feeling <laughs> what brings me in today um i don't know yeah you asked me to be here uh <laughs> cool yeah we're yeah. trying trying something new out yeah i don't know if my like my therapist ever says that like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think my therapist ever said that yeah you, usually i here today <laughs> and i'm like yeah. uh, so i'm paying you yeah i like read i read some like something that was supposed to be funny like it was like a meme and it was like but I went into the therapist's office and I asked them how they are. Like I do that anyways. Like that's the, yeah. like I don't know what to say. So I'm just like, how are you yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. He's like, how are you doing? I was like, I'm good. What about you? And he's like, yeah. yes, I'm fine. Like I don't know. So it's... what does bring you in today, though? Yeah. Besides, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, but so you tell me. <laughs> cool. We're uh, it's James again with Drew. And we're here today with Eric Carter, who's a graphic designer working in multiple mediums from illustration to motion graphics to AR filters. Um, he's a master of cultural reference and has a huge respect for the craft of graphic form. Um, he's what I call an archeologist of the internet and really revels in the internet's glory. Uh, so much so that he worked on a visual identity all about internet memes and meme visuals. Um, so we're here talking to him today about his career and working methods, and we're trying to get a peek behind the mind of his uh, excellent portfolio. Um, yeah, so welcome. So thanks for, for, for uh, yeah making the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We're honored that you, A, even knew about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> B, we're, we're interested in coming on when we offered yeah. that as an option. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I, I like this podcast. I don't cool. I don't usually like love design podcasts, but yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> but, we're trying to correct that landscape a little bit. Nice. Um, I don't like design podcasts at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are we here? Yeah. 
Um, cool. So we'll jump right into it. Um, I think one thing both Drew and I really like noticed and like love about your work is that like, you're like a huge fan of design and culture and like a lot of your work relies heavily on references. Um, but it's not just like references to be smart. They're like, clearly you're enthusiastic about them to the point that like you render them to a T. Um, so like, how does that sort of work into your process and like, what's the thinking behind sharing those kinds of references? Like I'm thinking like some of the rave posters you do for your DJ sweatpants flyers and like, um, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And like using Mistral in a cool way. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't like it when like references are used just to like make a point that it's a reference, you know, where you have to like understand you have to like have heard or seen something to like get it, you know, I think, um, yeah, I do consume a lot of media and I think, um, I don't necessarily like try to hide what my sources are necessarily. Like, um, I think, you know, if you are like visually literate and like understand what the references I'm making, um, then it's like, you know, beneficial to you. But if you aren't, if you don't get that, then I think it's still going to be something that you appreciate. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel that I feel like the reason why, I mean, there's like kind of a generosity behind your form in some way. It's like, I'm going to render this logo from the nineties, like perfectly. So that like someone who doesn't even know about it is like, cool. That's a dope, that's a dope logo. And like, it has this style that I'm curious about. So like, I yeah. think there's like a generosity to your work. Um, which kind of leads me to my second question is like, as I mentioned in my intro, like you're a huge fan of internet culture and like um, you're clearly really enthusiastic about it. So like, I'm curious about your relationship with it, like both positive and negative, like what communities do you participate in? Like what channels do you think are like healthy and which ones are like unhealthy? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I like grew up, I'm like one of the, first generations to grow up with like the internet being like a constant thing in my life like mm -hmm. i grew up like when i was a kid we had like a 56k modem um, yeah. which is like insane to think about now yeah. and yeah i mean i think back then the internet was a lot more exciting at least visually um mm -hmm. you know because it was like mostly built with like html and css right and there wasn't like three two or three companies like running the entire, right. <laughs> the entire internet um and like you know flash was like a huge thing and like that was super cool and exciting um and yeah i mean i think um yeah i mean i do love the sense of the community of community from the internet um there are like a number of like slack groups and like discord groups that i participate in um but yeah i mean i think overhaul like you know, I don't, I think Twitter and Instagram and a lot of these things are, even though they are very beneficial in certain ways, I think they um, definitely are very unhealthy. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and have like, you know, can be extremely addictive and like uh, support like toxic behavior and all these types of things. Totally. Um, yeah. Go ahead, so, Drew. I was just going to say like, it's interesting. I mean, we were both talking about how like you kind of have a presence in these platforms but they you're you're clearly critical of them at the same time which i guess most yeah like intelligible people are but <laughs> the way that you engage with them 
is a little unique, uh, especially given like the kind of, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here in terms of what we were wanted to discuss with you, but like in terms of like your sort of appreciation for it, your sort of like earnest love of this kind of culture and world and also your kind of distaste for it like yeah <laughs> it's sort of hard yeah I, i'm curious where you feel like you're most aligned and or if you're constantly fluctuating yourself between them yeah i don't know i mean it's like like i hate instagram but i post on it <laughs> like <laughs> multiple times a week like uh you know like i don't love twitter but i'm like constantly tweeting and yeah i mean <laughs> it's yeah it's very complicated because like um you know, I have like formed a lot of like really strong relationships from these spaces and, yeah. um, you know, I've gotten work from Instagram and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's like, where else am I going to be critical of these spaces if not like on them directly? Right, and right, right. Even though it is like, definitely feels hypocritical. Um, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of like the best case scenario, I guess. Well, it's like, would you, would you say that like, the critical like the way that you use them tends to be critical in the way like in the way that you're almost like performing on them it's like it's not it's not you're not hiding the fact that you're like yeah kind of like no, cynical totally. and like you know? <laughs> yeah i mean i think like some people like uh i mean i know a lot of people will like say one thing and then like act a different way on the internet <laughs> and i feel like um it's mostly like one to one to me. I mean, I feel like I'm, I can, I mean, I'm a lot less now, but I feel like I can be like a little bit of like a shit starter or like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I used to like get into fights all the time on Twitter and stuff, but like, yeah. everyone who knows me like in person um, thinks I'm nice, I hope. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm people generally um, seem to like me and think I'm a nice person. And it's like, I think online, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I like am a little bit more uh, of like a uh, shit starter, but yeah. Um, One of our questions was how how is it like to have Twitter beef? I mean, it's awful. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like, like Eric Spiegelman got mad at me once. Like, it's like, oh, well, that right. was amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, like it's like it doesn't feel great. I mean, there's like, I mean, there's times where I've like had like real Twitter beef with people and like. Like one time I got in this fight with this person and then like the next day I like ran like halfway across the Bay Bridge and back, which is like fifteen miles or something. And I was like, what am I fucking doing? Like, <laughs> to like escape I like, the beef. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. I don't like I haven't had Twitter beef in a long time and yeah. honestly, I don't recommend it. It's not not healthy at all. <laughs> Do you feel like you like get off on the like not intentionally but there is this sort of like need to kind of like well i create think, tension or something in that space i mean it's like the platform like really supports it i feel like like yeah. i can be like i love this font and it'll be like five likes and then i'll be like this font's fucking stupid and it's like <laughs> 500 likes like yeah you retweets and i'm just like you know it's like it's pretty obvious like what um i don't know if that's like a societal problem or like a platform problem you know but like yeah that space definitely like promotes it, it breeds uh, hate it breeds hate yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I've like gotten into like trouble with like clients and like I don't know. It's not great. I like you have. I don't tweet. Yeah, I don't tweet as much as I used to in in that way. I should probably just get like a secret Twitter or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I was curious also like, um, I guess maybe what I'm curious is like, you clearly have a passion for the internet, whether that be communities or the visuals, and like, has there been a point or interaction that sort of like that earnestness was sort of misinterpreted like i think i'm trying to also get it like snarkiness because like this was something that actually like i used to work at vox media at the verge and um the editors who founded the verge were uh from engadget and like they built their whole reputation on being like these snarky guys and they had to like actively shed that reputation when they started the verge to be taken more seriously so yeah. I'm like, I don't, I mean, I don't know that much about your Twitter presence, but like snark is like hand in hand with like internet sort of speak. And like, how do you kind of combat that to like convey like, no, seriously, like this font is awesome. Like, um, Yeah. I mean, I feel like, <laughs> like everything I say is like pretty snarky. I mean, I think <laughs> it all like depends on the context. Like, yeah. um, like I wrote this essay once and like, the context was like this is a serious essay and i'm like being uh-huh. genuine in it and it's like the fact that it was like an essay and it was like on the walker means that like right people right. were gonna take it seriously where it's like right. if i'm tweeting like graphic design is poo poo and pee pee or whatever like nobody's gonna like <laughs> <laughs> nobody's well, like gonna think i'm being serious um and then I yeah that, i mean like sometimes yeah. like i'll like be like i'm I'll like reply like I am joking or something right. <laughs> like like I don't know if it's not like obvious that I'm kidding. I mean, um, I feel like that does go like we kind of realized that there's a similarity between like the the range of your work in, in a similar way. Where actually, I do there are, are moments on your social media, and we're not just strictly going to talk about you on social media the entire <laughs> the podcast the internet. as much as you would love to. But, well your name is eric internet actually so mm-hmm. yeah um, but but uh yeah like there's like such a range you have this sort of like romantic style of graphic design that you're like kind of still like like i feel like everything you do within the design sphere is like homage to like a feeling or a kind of idea mm-hmm. that kind of and and similarly like like snark is one of those things so like you're kind of paying homage to like the great snarky people of <laughs> the great stuff the, the great the great comedians or whatever of our time and then sometimes you're paying homage to like Erblubalin. like it doesn't like yeah. they're, they're not mutually exclusive you know so i think that's kind of something we wanted to get into and i'm not sure i have a question there but james perhaps you can save us well i guess i mean the question is sort of like I guess also maybe like what, yeah, what is your relationship with graphic design? Like, does it coincide with your growing up on the internet and like, how do the two inform each other? Yeah. I mean, I think to, to get at your early point, I think like I do like having like a range, at least uh, feeling wise, emotion wise, like, um, like I do a lot of like jokey kind of fun, like stuff, but then it's like, I've done like illustration work. That's like, super serious like on like super serious topics about like stuff that's like really dark mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. for the new york times and i feel like um i do like working within that range yeah. um and i think yeah my i mean sorry what was the question about the relationship to oh yeah image? like like how did you come into graphic design and like oh, does okay. that does that coincide with your like growing up on the internet like for me 
like my exposure to graphic design was like web design and yeah. all these like link sites and stuff so like the two are kind of go hand in hand and now they've kind of separated but yeah i mean i think yeah my relationship to graphic design i mean i think i was pretty young when i started doing it like i was like in middle school maybe uh -huh. um and yeah i had like my mom had like photoshop elements too i think nice. it was <laughs> and like uh yeah i mean i like I would participate in like Photoshop battles on like, oh, cool. there was like a website called like graphic-design.com or something, yeah. which was like, <laughs> I doubt it exists. You got a way back machine. Like called Firebrush. I had like a DeviantArt account. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> which hopefully you all know what that is. Yeah, my college um, roommate was like a star on there. Dude, I love that. Yeah, there's some people like I'm in college who like big on DeviantArt. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think yeah yeah and also like web design too like i had like dreamweaver like i taught myself like html and css and like i was super into like flash animation stuff with like newgrounds.com yeah um, <laughs> and like yeah all that stuff was like online and like um i don't know like i'll be doing like photoshop battles with like people and they'd be like i'm a student at like art school like yeah. in canada <laughs> and i'm like i'm in middle school like <laughs> like it was super crazy so like yeah. yeah i feel like um all that stuff goes hand in hand and like cool without those like online kind of like spaces and communities i feel like i don't know i would it would be a lot different Sitting tall, allow your arms to rest gently in your lap. Notice your surroundings. Listen to your breath as you open your heart. On your next inhale, open Photoshop. Your hand is resting gently on your magic mouse. Light and comfortable. Bring your awareness to the new project dialogue. The project title fills itself in newday.psd. Follow your breath as you slowly inhale and let it go. Your file is safely saved in the correct folder, and your folder trees are organized and labeled. All of the punctuation and capitalization is correct. Your computer is running smoothly. Your fans are quiet. There is no lag. Your favorite song comes on automatically, beginning quietly and slowly getting louder, tingling your ears as you click. Every layer you add creates something new and exciting. 
You adjust the brightness and levels as the screen glows against your face. You are a designer. Let go of your doubts. Your screen is a beacon. Relax. Put your mind at ease and take a moment to appreciate the Adobe Creative Suite. Now, save your file and exit the program. You are worthy. Trust the process. Actually, really curious about the sort of psychology behind the MTV identity, and like I know as a project that you're involved in, but like I had the suspicion that like you were given pretty, pretty, pretty much free reign to sort of author that. Um, so like, what was that kind of thinking behind um, just drawing from that culture so freely? Yeah, I mean, I think like um, if you know like the original MTV identity, um, I have I forget who did it. Um, some like Manhattan firm did it, but um, the whole idea was that you would like draw the MTV logo in like any sort of crazy style. Right. Um, and then like over time, they kind of moved away from that. Like when I was there, the current identity um, it was done by like two by four and they yeah. had just like chopped off the bottom <laughs> of the MTV <laughs> logo for some reason. And then like, it was like, I don't know. Although like kind of like spark and fun. So, I mean, I think, um, and a lot of this came from uh, Richard Turley, who was the, okay. the creative director, I guess. And yeah. he, um, yeah. And like, I mean, this was all from our team. Like the branding team was still kind of following the two by four um, right. an identity. And we wanted, I think like youth culture and like teen culture is very eclectic. Right. Um, I think visually. So we just kind of wanted to uh, pay respect to that. So like every time we would draw the MTV logo, we would kind of do it in like a different way. Right. Um, so it was like partially um, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like a reference or homage, to, like the original MTV logo, which I still have a lot of love for. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, we wanted to do something that was like very like teen, um, you know, youth culture. E, right, right even though we were like in our 20s <laughs> and 30s uh, cool so i mean i think also there's like a point to the identity and i've like written about it like personally but like there's a point to the identity where like there's a point where like i just feel like okay they clearly lost their mind um and i'm kind of <laughs> i'm kind of like i have a suspicion um like you were super active when you're starting your career. I think like I got the sense that you were working like before you even graduated. And mm -hmm. like, I'm just curious, like how it's been for you to transition from working in agencies to being now your freelance primarily. Yeah. I have like my um, own studio. Yeah. Practice. And how you've shifted that working style. Like 
I guess also I'm curious if you had any burnout during that period. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I have always done like freelance, like I was doing like posters in high school and stuff. And yeah, even when I had jobs, like even when I worked at um, Paul Sare and like MTV and then Google, uh-huh. I was always doing freelance stuff on the side. Uh-huh. So yeah, whenever I would like leave a job, it was always pretty easy for me to like slip into like doing freelance stuff full time. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think in my 20s, like it was a lot easier for me to like have a job and then like go home and then like work for five hours, you know, right. and like do that multiple times a night and then like oftentimes work weekends. Um, yeah. And it was like kind of all I would do. And yeah, I experienced, I experienced burnout uh, many times. <laughs> and um, I mean, I think it was great. Like I liked working that much at that mm-hmm. age. But mm-hmm. um, now I've like kind of realized like, if you take nights and weekends off, you can actually get just as much work done, if not more done. <laughs> You're not like tired all the time, right, right, <laughs> you know, right. uh, yeah. which took me a long time to realize. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, I definitely did experience burnout and I still yeah. often experience burnout. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just worked constantly, which yeah. um, which was great for my career, but yeah. maybe bad for everything else. <laughs> Where do you think that like drive came from like in, was it just kind of like you there were things that, that you wanted to explore that you hadn't done yet or like you just always wanted to be busy like where yeah I don't know I mean I just like really liked doing graphic design mm-hmm. um I don't know like my mentors like Paul Sayre was like was crazy workaholic like yeah. worked all the time um you know Richard Charlie like the same way um and yeah I don't know I was just like I just liked working all the time. <laughs> like right. that was just kind of like my whole identity. Um, and now I'm kind of like, I like doing other s- stuff and like other yeah. stuff. It's like family and like friends are more important than uh, right. being a good graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I guess that'll also lead us to our like recurring question. Uh, have you had an experience, a lasting experience that has, you know, affected you psychologically or emotionally throughout your career? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you asked me that. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I think, um, I mean like every job I had, had like had its own trauma with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like had these own, had their own like incidents and like stuff yeah. that's like lasted with me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, just like constantly working all the time was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was good and bad. But yeah, I mean, you know, I've had like clients freak out at me. Like, you know, I've like people yell at me over the phone. People yell at me over emails. Like, you know, I've had bad internships and jobs and there's all kinds of shit that's gone down. But, um, you know, I don't know if there's like one like lasting thing that's like fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> to, those, to those like situations play back in your head still like like because i mean one of the things that i even just listening to you talk right now like there is a sort of in the way that your internet persona or just someone like the way that you kind of present your work it is very sort of like thoughtful and earnest and like kind of uh educated i guess is the word i would say like it's it's not it's not like you know, it doesn't feel flippant or kind of like off the cuff always. It, it feels like you're kind of like 
there's meaning behind what you're saying and doing. And I wonder, and I think that presents as like, kind of like, oh, this person's very confident. Like this person knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the snarkiness, I think also adds to that. Uh, and, and I'm curious if that, if you could talk about like the idea of confidence in this industry or like how you kind of own confidence or if you are or not, like where your insecurity comes in, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a tough question to answer because I mean, like on the day to day, I don't feel confident. <laughs> like I like hate pretty much everything that I make and like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm constantly just like critiquing myself and like, you know, trying to figure out how I can do better and be better. Um, I mean, I think like when I was younger, I was like super confident and thought I was like this super good graphic designer when I definitely wasn't. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I think, um, I don't know. I'd like, I don't consider myself to be super confident, but I think maybe other people maybe perceive me as such, maybe based on my like online persona. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just like, you know, I'm just like everybody else. Like I'm just like pushing pickles around and like getting upset. Right, right, <laughs> it doesn't right, look right. good. Maybe it has, <laughs> or, has to do with like the breadth of like the kind of, well, yeah, I think it has to do with some of the things James and I were talking about too, which is just like kind yeah. of like attention to detail and like, like not perfectionism, but like, you know, one thing that right, James and I were talking about when we were preparing for this conversation was like, you know, I think I'm very influenced personally by what you do. And I think I look to it for inspiration a lot of the time. And one of the things that sets that I feel I am not good at that you are very good at is like that there's like a lot of murkiness to like where my references come from or like I sort of like throw a bunch of shit on there and like it gets a little muddy and you're not sure like it's it's not yeah. like refined and like kind of pure purest in the way that I think a lot of your work has a purity to yeah. um, and, I, and I wonder if that's where that confidence maybe is even if you don't see it yourself like that kind of like I'm gonna do it like the exact way it needs to be done kind of thing yeah, well, I don't, I don't like ever try to like hide my references. You know what I mean? I feel like, I mean, like, I feel like I used to like be like more like, like I would, if I was like stealing an image, I would like try and change it a bunch and like, you know, I don't know. And if I'm like stealing something or reusing it, like people are going to know, like, right. <laughs> like if I'm like using like an old video game sprite, like I'm going to change it enough. So it's like, I'm legally, you know, in the clear <laughs> and like, I'm not going to get in trouble and like all this stuff, but it's like. People were like, oh, that's from this video game. I'm like, yeah, good job. Like, you figured it out. Like, um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, I have like no qualms about um, hiding that stuff. And I, and yeah, I mean, I think all, most of, if not like all my work is like built on the shoulders of like, you know, found materials and like right. people that have like come before me. Yeah. Um, circling back a little bit about those traumas, like, uh, and this kind of leads into my next question, like, you work a lot with art directors and I have like one specific traumatic experience. I have two actually. One's more, <laughs> yeah. But like one's with a creative director, but like coming from that art director sort of school and mentality. And like, it was sort of in the beginning of my career, I wasn't super good at making like Photoshop comps. And I was working on this Jaguar campaign and this like big burly Italian art director 
he didn't like my comp and he's like this is jaguar not hyundai this is jaguar and like, it was, like we were there at like 10 at night and he's like yelling at me and like wow totally being racist um like I'm, yeah i'm like that. yeah exactly <laughs> like, racist, you make nice cars, like um but I'm curious, like, you, like, you know, firmly, like, label yourself as a graphic designer. You're, like, very good about crediting the art directors you work with. And I'm just, like, curious how your relationships have been um, having that sort of dialogue with art directors and sort of where you guys sort of complement each other and, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I always try and credit the art director because I feel like they always um, have a role to play in whatever they make. And they typically uh do make the work a lot better so yeah because it's like it seems like i'm like working in a vacuum but like pretty much everything i make is with in collaboration with an art director and i've like also i have been like an art director and i know how hard it is and how like weird of a skill it is but i think yeah i think it's really hard to be a good art director uh i think there's like a lot of like etiquette and like weird psychology and like skills that go into it and Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I always, like, try and, like, credit the art director. I always think it's super important um, because I think they always help. I mean, not always, but <laughs> but often <laughs> is, like, help and, like, make the work a lot better. Yeah, right, right, right. I think, I think that's a huge part of it, too, because, like, managing expectations, like, the art director can't just be like, you are my hands, and that's, like, yeah. a really demeaning thing. But then also, like, you want to give enough, like, form to the brief that like this person can interpret it in in a way that's like meaningful to them uh but also conveys like the mission of whatever work that they're trying to commission it's kind of funny because like but like i feel like the artist or like designer always thinks like they're in control like because they're like making the thing and they're doing it and then like the art director always thinks they're the ones in control mastering the whole thing um but I think, like, really, it's, like, kind of both parties are, like, kind of playing off each other right, um, right, right. to make something good. And, yeah, and when, I mean, it's, like, both, like, like you wanted to make a good campaign. That Italian mm-hmm. guy wanted the campaign to be good. Like, right. you guys wanted the same thing. Like, yeah. it doesn't benefit either of you for, like, you to be, like, berated. <laughs> you right, know what right, I mean? Right. Like, um, both but people you- always, like, want the same thing. It's, like, you know, just making sure that the communication is good so that you both kind of like can get to that place where you're both happy totally yeah sorry you can go jane and i sense that like um i sense that like your approach comes from like an understanding of how far mutual respect can go um and i'm like curious like how you like have you always been that way or like have there been experiences that informed you like if i'm respectful of this person's opinion and direction like we'll both benefit from this yeah, I mean, I think there's like, there's been a million times where like the art director has given me feedback and it's like been upsetting to me. And like, yeah. <laughs> like I like pace around the room and I'm like angry and I'm like <laughs> about some email that's like, fuck you or whatever. And then it's like, I would say nine times out of 10, I do what they ask me to do. They're like, yeah. you know, make it blue and move it over. I'm like, oh yeah, this like looks a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> really right. Um, so I feel like having that happen over and over, I feel like has like, I, I try not to have, um, I think I used to have a lot more of an ego with that stuff, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was not always healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like now I've, I like have a lot less of that. And it's like, if they come to me with feedback, like I'm usually pretty receptive of it. And yeah. I try to 
you know because it's like it's it, doing like commission stuff is a lot different than like me doing my own like i did i feel like i used to like really treat it as like my personal work like right you know and be like super precious of it but now i'm just kind of like this is a job like yeah. <laughs> this is for client x like yeah. you know this is not like my self-portrait or whatever yeah. <laughs> like, like you know if i make ever find that yeah. when you're working on like yeah. stuff on your own you wish that you had like an art director because oh, sometimes sure, it's like yeah. you're like what am i even doing like not you but like what's like wh- why did i think yeah. like i think i'm so <laughs> smart that i could do this alone and then like you're doing it and you're like what the hell am i doing like, I yeah definitely somebody. yeah especially like if I like write an essay or something, I always get like five different people to edit it because like mm-hmm. I know that like I am not smart enough to do this on my own. You know what I mean? And yeah, if it's like a personal project, I'll like sometimes like ask like my girlfriend or like, you know, a friend or something. Like I'll be like, What do you think about this? Like, should I change anything? Um Yeah. It's funny, like it'll be funny to like if you could like hire art directors to critique you. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we can, like our drugs are always like hiring, you know, illustrators yeah. and designers and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like, like BDSM. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that should be our new service, Drew. Like, rent to art director. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your work like, sucks. Make yeah. yeah, make it better. Yeah, it's yeah. actually. Um, I should. That should be my side hustle. It's not a yeah. bad idea. Just get like really mean friends and and relatives. Yeah, <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Start over. I don't think this is working. <laughs> have you had a, like full disc, like f- in full transparency, like how many times have you like turned something that you were really proud of out and they've just been like, I don't think this is working. I mean, so many fucking times. Like, I don't, you know, I can't think of how many times, like I want to like write like a art direction etiquette, like yeah. book or something. Cause like, this isn't working should like never be uttered. Like, it should take, <laughs> like hearing, like reading those words is like, for some reason, just like hurts oh, yeah. more than anything. And it's like, well, it's like, what is if it's not, if it's not, it's not that it's not working. It's like, it's not what you're looking for. Like it could be good to me, like, or like good on some level for like some other assignment. It's not that it's not working. It's just that this isn't what you're looking for. And like, I don't know. I those don't words like working. just, just I just every time I I feel pain, like it just hurts so much. Like I want to like be like things you should never say. Yeah, like instead of this, say this. Yeah. Like because um, I don't know. I, I on on this note of relationships, I'm curious. Like, do you ever get starstruck with the people you're working with? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, or have I you? Like, I mean, like I feel like at a certain point, like. Like, I feel like I met, like, all my graphic design heroes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know. Like, every like just by living in New York, like, and going around, it's like, I feel like I met everyone who I, like, ever looked up to design-wise. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know. And it's not like, you know, like, I don't know, like, Paula Share is not, like, emailing me personally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like, I know every... I don't mean, I don't know all the art directors, but I know like most of the art directors, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I don't know. I mean, I've like, you know, been on calls with like celebs and stuff and uh-huh, like uh-huh. working at MTV, I would like, you know, see celebrities, but, yeah. and like, that was cool. But that's like, yeah. I feel like graphic design celebrities, like, I don't, I don't know who I would, <laughs> yeah. 
they're not <laughs> real just like jaded and like yeah. maybe i'm just old and jaded and like yeah. i don't care but was there like ever that pressure like oh my god like i don't know richard turley for instance like yeah is hiring me to do this crazy shit and like i want to take it off the rails because maybe that's what he wants but like how far do i push <laughs> it like without like making a scene of my like or like presenting something that's just going to be embarrassing like you know how do you balance that kind of like i'm gonna do me but like i'm also yeah. like, trying to impress my idol yeah i mean like working for like richard or like nicholas blackman or those people where it's like maybe i was like i don't know starstruck at first or whatever but it's like <laughs> they're all like they're just like my bosses and stuff you know right, what i mean right. so it's like um you know, sometimes the relationship will be good and like he'll I'll be doing what he wants, he'll be happy, but like sometimes we'll like get into a fight about something or like right. I don't know. And at this point these is like Richard's my friend and he like texts me all the time and same yeah. with like you know, I, I haven't talked to Paul in a while, but like I consider him to be a close friend and mentor and stuff. Right. So right. you know, it's like it's not like I'm doing this work for Richard Turley, famed yeah. business week cover designer. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it's fucking Richard. And he's like British and he talks like a mile a minute. And he's like really fucking fast. And it's like, hey, what's up, Eric? Like, and he's like, I have no idea what you just said. And like, I don't know. It's great. I mean, it's like I love I this, I absolutely love Richard. Um, so it's like, you know, these aren't um or like Jennifer Daniel or something. It's like yeah, yeah. just like kind of like dick around with, you know. So it's like yeah. these aren't um I don't consider them to be design celebs. Right, or right. whatever they're like just co-workers <laughs> or like friends designers are just people they're just people man it's just people like just like me, corporations man. they're just like corporations. <laughs> yeah exactly um support now we love hearing from the design community call us at 202-507-9158 please share your story with us after the tone we'll do our best to respond on our podcast please leave a name or alias design role and location thank you for your call about the sort of like work-life balance that maybe you've like learned over the years but like now that you're freelance and like maybe this is also a personal question that I've been asking more people is like um I'm an academic now and I was like really surprised that like I, how isolated I am as an academic like I teach yeah. but like that's partly performance I'm not like 100% connected with everybody I barely see my colleagues so I like kind of miss that studio environment um I'm curious, like, how you foster your own sort of, um, I guess, social life in terms of a professional, <laughs> like, 
like yeah. do you feel isolated and like how do you remedy that yeah i mean i definitely do to a certain degree like uh like i don't like i don't have meetings that often <laughs> like i don't see other people that often like i work right, from right. home right. um yeah i mean i think over the years i mean and then like there's been times where i felt like super isolated like i used to like live in greenpoint and then i had a um studio at the pencil factory yeah and like i would like and like all my studio mates were like illustrators and like right. most of them were like work at night <laughs> they would like, yeah. come, like 5 p.m like Dadushin would like come in at 5 p.m and then like leave at 5 a.m you know yeah, yeah. And, like i like to work like a regular schedule so like i wasn't really seeing people or like talking to people right. um so like that was like really isolating time for me and then but now i feel like um you know i mean like i tried to, i before the pandemic i like tried to do in-person meetings um mm -hmm. like i you know i no longer really work nights and weekends so it's like i yeah. try to like go out at night and like go out on the weekends and yeah. um yeah and like you know i do kind of cherish the meetings i have and you know teaching also was really helpful for that and yeah. hopefully i'm going to be teaching again soon yeah. so but yeah i mean i think i have like online communities that i participate in like i'm mm -hmm. in a slack group that like that's like mostly designers and like cool. uh I just spend all day talking to people on there and yeah. like, you know, text people and stuff like that. Like, yeah. and you know, I try to, and like, it's really helpful to like, I leave my apartment like at least once a day and I exercise. Yeah. Like I go to therapy. Like that's like, I talk to one person a week. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> super helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, yeah, like you kind of have to be really active about it or else. Right. Um, you know, you do end up being surprised later. But yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I feel like I could always be better about like hitting people up for a coffee or like right. doing random stuff like that. I mean, even doing stuff like this is like, you know, this feels like social time for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, uh, I always enjoy, enjoy yeah. doing stuff like this. So. Well, we're also trying to like, I think the first few episodes we were talking to friends. So there was like a, a natural conviviality there. But then there was like a few episodes in the middle where we're like lost sight of our mission. And then Drew <laughs> reminded me of the of, of a good perspective. It's like we should also treat this as our own therapy time. Like, um, yeah. so that's kind of what I've been, that's why I've been asking people about isolation. Just like there is an element of isolation to the craft of graphic design in a way. And then depending yeah. on other people's working habits and, and environments, like I think it's something that we should all be wary of. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I don't know, I'm like an only child. So like, I'm okay. totally happy with being alone. But then like, yeah. at the same time, I need everybody to pay attention to me. You know, right. so, like, <laughs> this weird, like push and pull. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I much prefer this to like having a job for yeah. reasons. Well, that's um, what I was gonna ask next. It's like, you have had like pretty, uh, I guess, intense jobs. Yeah, uh, or like worked at places that have like, a culture or like a way of doing <laughs> things that may not be how you do things. Like, yeah, I feel like you have a very like kind of, I hate to use inflated words, but like, this is a good one, I guess. Like iconoclastic maybe kind of pr perspective on how you work and what you do. And yeah. you, like, I'm curious, like how you adapt to these different uh, scenarios as somebody who also is like struggling with that myself. Like I'm actually going to be leaving pitchfork soon. Oh, nice. uh, to work at Wolf Olin's, which is something that I never 
like I don't know if I'm cut out for that kind of uh, you know, <laughs> culture or whatever it is. Who knows? But like, you know, how do you adapt to these different contexts? I guess. Yeah. Well, you're gonna do great, at Wolf Allens. Don't worry. <laughs> you are real. You are valid. Um, <laughs> See, this is what I need. This is why we brought yeah, you. Yeah. Thank exactly. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think like every yeah, like every work environment is different. Like. And I've worked at like a lot of different types of places, like working for Paul Sayre, it was just like me and him. So like, that was like the only relationship that mattered. But then like, you know, Lobson ends like Google, which is like a, a billion people or whatever. And yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think it really just depends. I mean, I think it's like really um, just like surrounding yourself with good people and like making sure you're on a good team. Um, and then also making sure like that the higher ups are like care about you and are competent, which yeah. um was often not the case <laughs> so like when that way. when that's not the case is that like you leave or you like try to talk i mean you can kind of tell i mean both at mtv and at google like i was on the team that they hired to like let's be weird like let's be weird and cool and then after a few years they're like being weird and cool doesn't make us any money <laughs> like, <laughs> like and it's like i could have told you that like doing good cool design is like people don't always like that. Like they kind of sometimes yeah, yeah. just want generic shit. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, I think it's like really knowing like the timing, like knowing like, Oh, like my boss just quit. Like, right. That's a bad sign. Like maybe I should leave too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've seen, like I've seen my whole team get fired. Like I've been a part of that. Like yeah. I've seen other whole teams get fired. Like I think it's really all about timing. And cause I'm not like a, careerist with jobs like mm -hmm. i feel like some people like get a job and they're like i'm gonna climb up the ladder and i'm like i'm gonna do x y and z it's like i'm you know if i get a job it's usually i'm like i'm only gonna be here for a couple of years like i'm not mm -hmm. gonna stay at this place like i'm here to learn and i'm here to like work for, with these people and i'm like here to make good stuff but it's like i'm not here to spend my life at a company so like uh yeah i mean i think yeah i think it's just really like um knowing your coworkers and like surrounding yourself with good people and like learning from them and like, you know, trying to teach and help out when you can, um, is super important. And yeah, just like kind of like seeing what the waters are and like seeing what the higher ups are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think every job is different and like just trying to figure out, um, like, like I said, like I've primarily, I mean, I can probably say this more now that I'm not, gonna get a job anytime soon where it's like i'm mostly take on jobs to like learn <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's like i'm like there to just like learn new stuff you know what i mean yeah. like um like at mtv it was like a lot of like learning animation and like that's where i first did like 3d stuff and like at google it was like learning ar um and how all that worked you know so yeah it's like i feel like um you know it like still does kind of feel like art school when I'm like at a job and like learning new stuff, you know? Mm. And it's like, even, even working for myself, like I'm, I do tutorials like multiple times a week. <laughs> you know, like anytime I do like a 3d thing or something, I'm like looking up how to do X, Y, and Z. You know, I was like just looking at tutorials yesterday to like try and figure out this like AR filter fix, yeah. you know? So it's like, um, I'm just constantly learning and I think that's what keeps the job like exciting. Like I'm very rarely like doing the same thing twice. Right. Yeah. And I guess if you find yourself doing the same thing, then you realize maybe you want to learn something new and 
Right. You're like, I think it's time to leave. Like I've, I've gotten all I can out of this situation. Yeah. I'm given, Are given you like kind of upfront about that too, in terms of like the conversations in onboarding, like, you know, I love like, trying <laughs> new things. I like exploring. Like I kind of want to come in here and like learn more about what you guys do, but at the same time, like contribute what I do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, saying it like that, I feel like sounds really good. <laughs> like, I like I'm like, I'm like eager to learn and like do all this stuff. Like, whereas I'm just like, I'm just here to kind of like learn and get out. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Steal your IP. <laughs> I'm here to steal your IP. Yeah, and I mean, if you're like younger and an intern, like definitely steal all the fonts and like. Yeah. Like, I think I, I, think I stole all of like Wolf Olin's fonts at some point. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Um, um, but like, yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm like usually pretty upfront with like, hey, I know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Like, but I would love to learn how to do it. And like, yeah. I think it could be a really good asset. Um, so, yeah. You mentioned earlier that you kind of have like a mentor-mentee relationship with Paul Sayre. Um, I mean, I'm sure that that kind of maybe naturally happened uh, working there. But like, is there an element of like you fostering that kind of relationship? Like, do you want to be a mentor to people like, I've had like a really close friend who I think um, I always viewed as a mentor. And then like subsequently I saw that being like a damaging form of our friendship and then sort of like transitioned to just being really good friends. Um, But yeah, like I'm I'm curious like how that relationship is for you. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like, (laughs) sorry, Sorry, I was going to make a very bad joke. I was like, I didn't know (laughs) me being your mentor was so damaging to you. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding that's what this whole podcast yeah is. that's what this is about <laughs> yeah um no i mean i think like um having a mentor was like super important for me at that stage mm-hmm. of my career um mm-hmm. just because like i thought i was a really good designer but i wasn't you know and so, like, <laughs> having someone who is like working with me every day being like your font suck like your type sucks like yeah. make this better like having that like be a constant um was really helpful and i think same cool. thing with like you know working with richard and stuff yeah. so yeah and i think like but that was like it was always like the relationship was like very clear like he was my right. boss you right. know and the power structure was laid out <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> if i had like someone who was like a friend who was like a mentor yeah. i feel like it would have been a different scenario yeah um like you know, I definitely have like peers that I look up to, but like, it's always like from a distance and like, right, you know, right. um, yeah. And I think I've always, I've had like people I've worked with, like teach me stuff, but you know, that, that's like, cause they were like my coworkers and like, you know, we're learning, um, you know, but like, yeah, I mean like people like Jennifer, people like Richard, like that's like, you know, these people are all, I consider them to be my friends, but you know, mm-hmm. there's like at one time there was a working relationship where they were in a higher position than me right. <laughs> some, some power structure yeah. involved do you think that that is that like required for mentorship like that that the that the mentor is like sort of <laughs> i don't know i don't want to get into I the mean, weird i, I think from but... my experience it's sort of like a difference in how you listen to each other so mm. i don't think it's always like hierarchical but there is like yeah. a like oh this guy has more experience than me so like when he is advising me in a way like oh i can be a little bit more attuned to him in a certain way but i think there's also like the, like the listening also goes both ways like how that person talks to you is like also 
kind of like caring so it's not always like berating and like i think also teaching is a good metaphor for that kind of relationship mm-hmm. um, yeah for sure yeah like but yeah. do you think fear is a is a is a prime uh, <laughs> emotion that needs to exist in a mentorship yeah. relationship where you're i like, mean i don't know if fear needs to exist i mean i don't yeah. know if i like i mean i definitely like did fear paul and like other people um yeah. I don't know if it needs to exist. Or intimidation or I guess. Yeah, like, I don't know weakness. if it's like, <laughs> <Weakness>. yeah. <laughs> I'm just a weak, yeah. I'm just a weak yeah. little designer boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think fear needs to exist. I mean, I think it's like a mutual respect thing where it's uh, like, yeah. I like know that you have been doing this longer than me. I know that you are probably better than me at this stuff. Like, I know that like, um, you know, your feedback I mean, it wasn't, it's not always like that. Like, I'd like definitely butt heads. Mm. There's times where I like butt heads and like fought with people. And, yeah. you know, there's times where it's been like super fraught, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's also like a mutual respect thing because it's like, you know, there's times working for Paul where I was like showing him how to do After Effects, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> him like, you know, these like programs that he didn't know how to use, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's always like a mutual respect thing. And, yeah um yeah making sure that it goes both ways is, yeah. is mm-hmm. important um i had one last question um and I, I don't know maybe this is an obvious question but like i'm also curious like you're you're like what like 10 years into your career now like pretty established um but i you you label yourself in your on your site and stuff as a graphic designer um i'm curious like what thinking behind that sort of labeling is like it's very accurate in some ways but also like a lot of people like to puff up their sort of credibility (laughs) i'm a design director or like i do yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah i mean i don't know it's like i still like like making stuff Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of why like i label myself a graphic designer like Mm -hmm. i'm not like i'm not one of my like art directing myself like creative directing right me like, <laughs> you're creative directing your life people. like yeah. <laughs> i don't even have an intern it's just me right now you know so yeah. it's like i am the graphic designer and i think it's like it also graphic design is kind of nice because it can like encompass a lot of other practices right, like right. some people think i'm an illustrator some people think i'm an animator some people right. think I'd, i'm a book cover designer or like right. you know emojis or like ar or whatever it is and it's like graphic design can like encompass all that stuff and like right. yeah i mean i guess i could like call myself a ceo of like my my company <laughs> but yeah, yeah. like i am a i'm a humble graphic designer and yeah. i will probably still 10 years from now be a graphic designer. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Like, this is kind of what i am like right. unless i like you know become a pentagram partner or something which <laughs> could happen i mean that i'll I'll put in a good word for you yeah Yeah. never worked there talk to uh talk to michael (laughs) bayrou for me um (laughs) you know unless something like that happens it's like you know then i'll like change the bio on my website um but yeah i guess i also think like to to add to that like we were talking about like earlier i kind of mentioned this too like a romanticization or a sort of uh love of like the sort of idea of graphic design i think that actually is present in a lot of your work especially the book covers where it's like you know you know there is like a you can be cynical and like you can be snarky but you can also just be like like i just want to make something beautiful that like yeah might may in fact stand the test of time which is sort of like the 
basis of what graphic design is about. Um, yeah. I don't think you have compromised that interest. And I think maybe that's kind of where this idea that you're the, you're a graphic designer. Comes right. From. Right. It's like both yeah. new and classic, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I, I feel like I rarely am making something and I'm like, I want this to be timeless. You know what I mean? Cause I think <laughs> that's like, I feel like, I feel like that's kind of just impossible. Like, I feel like everything you do, well, you've done it a million times. I've done it a million times. Right. Um, I feel like everything's going to look kind of like dated, um, (laughs) based on whatever it was from, which I think is fine. Like I, I feel like I used to like care about that. Like I used to be like, I'm going to use a classic font. So it looks like it's from outside of history, but it's like, it's just total bullshit. (laughs) I think. (laughs) And like, yeah. I mean, I think like exploring beauty and like trying to make something beautiful is something I really enjoy doing. Yeah. And uh, I think it is like one of the core principles of my practice. And it's like based on like a lot of philosophy stuff I was doing in college. So like, mm. um, yeah, like exploring beauty, I think is like just a like, I feel like a lot of people think like graphic design has to say a message or like, you know, the mind has to smile, which is like something I do really enjoy doing too. Like mm-hmm. I'm like making like cool, clever things and puns and stuff like that. Um, but I think also like just making something beautiful and like exploring a style, I think is also just as valid. Mm. What was um, the philosophy that you were like into back then that kind of drove? Uh, I mean, the beauty thing was like this guy, uh, this guy, George Santayana. I forget the name of the book. It was one of those things I studied in, in college with that mm-hmm. professor Arnold Klein that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but like also like, you know, Plato and like stuff like that. Um, uh, RG Collingwood. is also a good one. Like art is experience. Um, All right. But right. yeah, I mean, reading a lot of that stuff was like super helpful for me because yeah. like a lot of design writing, like doesn't usually go that deep. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm excited cool. yeah. for like Michael Rock's new book where it's like, he's like trying to make a grand argument for why style is like super informative and important to analyze and design. Um, oh yeah. Uh, coherence. He calls it coherence. Um, it's, it's I had gonna be like, like design rocks or something. What's it to call it? I feel like, yeah, yeah he, he needs um, a little- I think I, more I, signatures. I, yeah. yeah. Is, is there anything you'd more, like to even plug? More signatures, even more multiple signatures. <laughs> multiple, multiple signatures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we, we end here? Your new movie. My new yeah. film, <laughs> Eric Carter, a life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you related to Aaron Carter? No. Yeah. Okay. That was a big problem when I was younger, when he yeah. was uh, at the peak of his. Eric's film. house. Eric's yeah. party. Like, people will be like, is your name really Aaron Carter? And I'm like, it's not even Aaron <laughs> Carter. It's Eric. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't really have, I don't have anything cool like uh, coming out. I mean, like, check out my fucking, follow me on Twitter, man. Follow me on <laughs> We usually Eric's use this have. time to uh, have Eric the guest record that. a plug for the pod. No, we've never done yeah. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one last thing that we we forgot to do uh so we also oh, like to come up with a mantra we uh-huh. like to come my up name with is a james mantra. Che. <laughs> so I, i'm wondering what could be the mantra for this uh oh, drew do you have anything yeah beauty is okay 
<laughs> and so, no, that's terrible. It's truly awful. Design harder. Um, just be design harder. Yeah. Just chill. Just it's chill. It's not working. It, 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 it is it's working. Not, it, it really is working. is working. It is working. Yeah. It's just you know? not what if the, the it is working. It's just not what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is a good design. It's just not what you wanted. <laughs> I think it should be. I really am interested in teaching, and I'm looking to teach in the fall. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm talking to someone. Hopefully, hopefully it's gonna happen. Yeah. I was literally emailing today. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we do, like, I think we can do better. Yeah. I don't know. What's your, what do you think your MO is based on the conversation we kind of, I mean, my had. jokey one that like my friend, Mike Devine came up with is design harder. Um, yeah. but like, I, I don't know. I feel like I've moved on. I've, I've <laughs> evolved past that. I don't know. All yeah, right. Let's just say it's uh, I think design harder is. It's a classic. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. It's good. I, I like it. I don't know if it really fits the conversation we had, but no. maybe that's kind of the point. Yeah, Design's I also like uh, it's not working. <laughs> it is working, but it's just not what you want. <laughs> yeah, this design is working, but it's not what you want. Or just this yeah. isn't working. Yeah, this isn't working. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I fucking art director should never say that phrase. It should really yeah. be banned. Like, well, all right. On that thanks a note, lot. This uh, was awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thanks a ton for making the time. It was a great conversation. Um, Sweet. And yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you so much for um, having me. This was this yeah. was a fun time. It's a fun yeah. Way to, uh, You're always welcome back. Yeah.